A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast may contain adult themes, strong language, and stupid health advice. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to In Bad Taste, where we cast a critical eye over health documentaries and the claims they make. I'm your host, slowly getting old, registered nutritionist Pixie Turner. And I'm old cardiothoracic surgeon, Dr. Nikki Stan. <laughs> Thanks once again for getting goopy with us, which is apparently a recognized verb in Gwyneth Paltrow's world. Uh, we're back at it again, taking a deep dive, not into freezing cold water, but into the craziness that is the goop lab. So you don't have to fry your own neurons. I mean, I do wonder how many IQ points we've both lost by having to watch all of this. <laughs> Hopefully not too many, otherwise we might end up starting our own diet brand or list of detox supplements or some shit like that. Mm, So last week we watched while people got their jollies and let's be honest, we did find some really, really great positives in some of the things that were discussed. But Mm -hmm. this week we're talking aging as Goop tries to tell us that we don't have to get old. Or that if we do get older, we can love it and we can age backwards and we can look really pretty when we do it. Again, I just want to give thanks that these episodes are only around half an hour long because this one really started to test my patience. But reverse aging and biohacking your age and all of that that entails is really, really big at the moment. So let's let's get old or young. I don't know which one we're doing. Oh, yes. And we start this episode by watching Gwyneth Paltrow suffer because of her cleanse, and I had no sympathy for her whatsoever. Nah, I'm okay with that. You know, you, you, you know, she brought it upon herself. But our, uh, our main protagonist, once I finish laughing at her misfortune, uh, misfortune, that's probably the wrong word. That's, it was a real case of schadenfreude I had there. <laughs> Um, but the, the main protagonists of this this episode, you know, so they have like an expert every, and I'm using that term very loosely, experts every episode. We've got uh, Dr. Volta Longo. He's Italian uh, and he's a cell biologist. And this guy's a legitimate scientist. So what the hell he's doing on Goop is beyond me. And he annoys me because he initially says something along the lines of nutrition is medicine. Um, and I'm like, why, why, why do we keep having to come back to this food is medicine bullshit? Yeah. And he wants people to live longer. Now, he's seen with his colleague, who is also a legitimate scientist, Dr. Morgan Levine, who has a PhD and is therefore entitled to the term doctor. But 
This got my back up straight away because they refer to him as Dr. Longo and her as Morgan. And I'm like, she has a PhD. She's just as qualified as he is. Can we please stop being sexist? Mm-hmm. I was already in a bad mood to start at this. <laughs> but, look, the, you know, she she's an uh, assistant professor and her research is in the markers of ageing and disease. And, look, I looked at both of their research outputs and, like, it's legit. Like, it's good stuff. It's interesting. It probably has relevance. It just seems like they may have sold their souls to sell the products that they've made off the back of their research to and on Goop. So that was kind of disappointing. Yeah, I felt that right from the start, this was an incredibly privileged conversation. Mm. And it was a little bit uncomfortable in places. It was also partly also just a bit boring. (laughs) This episode was probably the most dull out of all of them, I think, because in every single other episode, we get to see various Goop staff members going off to various places, whether it's to Jamaica to consume some mushrooms or to some freezing cold lake to jump into it with Wim Hof. Here, we just get to watch Gwyneth Paltrow, Elise, and another Goop staff member called Wendy engage in an experiment mm-hmm. where we just get to watch them complain about what they have to eat. <laughs> so the whole thing here is that they do a bunch of blood tests to determine their biological age mm-hmm. because biological age is apparently slightly different to chronological age, which makes sense. That does mm-hmm. make sense to me because... Mm-hmm. Life expectancy is determined by so many things and aging is determined by so many things, but it's, of course, including especially things like genetics and socioeconomic factors, which conveniently do get ignored throughout this entire episode. Spoiler alert. So we we get their chronological age because they kindly are willing to offer that up. We also find out their biological age through various blood tests. They then each get given a specific dietary protocol One of them goes pescatarian for three weeks. One of them goes vegan for three weeks. And Gwyneth Paltrow does a five-day disgusting cleanse. And then at the end, they retest to see if food or their diet has made a difference to their biological age. And they're looking at several factors, apparently. Inflammation, metabolism, kidney function, liver function, cardiovascular health, and all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Fine. And we see that all of their biological ages at the beginning are younger than their chronological age. Am I surprised? Mm. No, because they're all rich no. and privileged. I'm not I'm not I'm not surprised in the slightest that that's the case. That's what genetics, privilege, money, that's what that gives you. Mhm. Yep, absolutely. I was the same. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so surprised," but I'm not at all. Do you know, I I the the sort of idea of biological versus chronological age. I'm like you, I particularly when I went and read Morgan Levine's research, like I I get what they're saying. It feels it feels a little bit like a marketing term for assessing your health holistically rather than on your age. It does. Um, so it feels, so yeah, so like I, I think that, you know, they're, they're saying that, yeah, your chronological age is is one thing and, you know, while it, it, it is going to contribute to an extent to how healthy you are, that if we go and do all these blood tests, that gives us a better idea. And I'm like, I, I don't, this isn't groundbreaking, like, duh. <laughs> and they've just managed to, they've managed to research it and package it up really nicely and package it into a commercial venture. Uh, So while, you know, I I feel the same, I think, you know, yeah, they're just kind of putting a label, a really sexy label on something that we kind of, you know, is reasonably well accepted. 
Yeah. And yeah, it just doesn't at all pay any attention to the fact that, yeah, these are real, not just a little bit rich, like rich, rich women, uh, rich, rich white women who are generally pretty healthy. Uh, and of course, they're going to be, of course, that's going to be younger. But I, I think you're 100% right. They literally spend the whole episode bitching about what, what they're eating. And, you know, <laughs> you know, Elise gets the pescatarian diet, which is you know, basically like, a, I think it was just like a Mediterranean diet. There's lots of fish and vegetables. Yeah. Again, this is not groundbreaking. And um, Wendy goes vegan that looks kind of crap, you know, I'd probably complain too. Uh, and then Gwyneth Paltrow, as you said, does this like sort of cleanse thing, this five-day like very low-calorie diet. I think she says at one point on one of the days she's eating like 500 calories. Ugh. That's on a big day I think it was. like. Yeah, and, you know, this is this commercial venture that you mentioned is that mm-hmm. this uh, this package, this five-day package is sold by one of our experts and each day's worth of food comes in a separate box. So you just literally pick up this box and it's got this uh, like dried soup that you add water to. So it's reconstituted or something like that. Looks so gross. The idea behind this, apparently this program, this five-day program mimics a fast whilst providing just enough nutrients to avoid harm. That's the idea. And I think that their definition of harm is a bit more lax than mine because (laughs) I see this as potentially causing a fair amount of harm. Also, this soup that Gwyneth Paltrow has to eat, it looks like it came out of someone. It's really, really disgusting. It looks awful. So gross. It's like grey vomit. That's what I thought it was. I was like, oh my God, they're making her eat grey vomit, which I'm okay with. But (laughs) Because it had bits as well, so oof. Oh, oh, so nasty. I, I almost felt bad for her, but then I, I stopped. You, you know, I was like, at one point, they're like, oh, wow, salmon's like really expensive. I'm like, yeah, exactly. So when you're sitting up on your pedestal telling people, you know, all they have to do is want it more to be healthy, you know, if you're in your very privileged, very, you know, very wealthy life complaining about the price of salmon, how is a single mother? on welfare from a less privileged position going to feel about following your special goopy diet. So I was like, yeah, you people have no idea. The interesting thing I get funny about this is Gwyneth Paltrow during this time, she looks she looks terrible. Like she looks tired and gaunt um and pale. And she kept saying she kept saying things like, oh, I feel terrible, but also I feel pretty good. I'm like, well which one is it? Like you keep saying that you feel terrible, like you you're agitated, um, you're you got you know you got headaches, you got all this other you know complaints, and you're tired and you can't get off the couch. I was like, I, I wouldn't call this great. I wouldn't call this a win by any stretch of the imagination. No, I think she needs to make up her mind about whether she feels great or terrible. But, I mean, this whole connection between fasting and longevity, it does uh, it does piss me off a little bit, to be honest. So mm. this mm. guy, whatever his name is, I can't remember, he's, he's right Longo. that some degree of fasting can be beneficial for disease risk in a sense. Look, he has a, there's a kernel of truth in that. And he also mentions that 
it carries a lot of downsides as well. And I was like, okay, you know, for once someone is highlighting both of those in the same sentence, which is great that there are benefits and also downsides because normally we get these so-called experts just talking about the benefits. So that was great. Mm -hmm. But then he talks about how then the focus becomes on getting the benefits without any of the downsides. I'm like, of course, that's what your package that you're selling is supposed to do apparently. Shocking. And so they discuss this concept of autophagy. And I think that's how you say it, but I, but yeah. that's the idea. And this is the thing where your body clears out cells that aren't doing well, that are just kind of, you know, not pulling their weight, that are a bit damaged, which, yeah, but your body also does that while you sleep. <laughs> your body also does that normally. I hear autophagy discussed so often by wellness wankers, like probably in the last couple of years, they're like, we're going to increase autophagy. I'm like, you know, the autophagy, it's nothing new. Like we've known about this forever. Like it's just what your body does. So, you know, autophagy is nothing new. Like, So your red blood cells, right, will last about a month because at the end of a month, they become kind of useless. Um, they can't carry oxygen as well. They're a bit stiff and horrible. And so your body eats them. That That's like, you know, that's sort of the things that happen in your body. It, it has its own mechanisms. But it's like some, you know, bro science dude, googled something and found autophagy and all of a sudden everyone's like wetting themselves to you know increase their autophagy you know it's it's <laughs> I, I think it's one of these things that is an interesting scientific concept and ideally you'd like to harness it for uh, certain certain states like you know if you were going to be able to knock off cells that could potentially turn into cancer I think if we had a way to push the balance that way that's great um, but buying uh, Longo's $300 US dollars fasting kit mm. from from what? Goop uh, is is not guaranteed to do that for you yeah 300 bucks uh, US. So it just this kind of just felt like an infomercial right like it just felt like an infomercial for me yeah I, I didn't I didn't like also just sorry I'm on fast by the way listen we have an episode on fasting a previous episode on fasting it's about more extreme levels of fasting but we did talk about different types of fasting and time restricted feeding and you know and Longo has published on this uh, and his research is legit but again I felt like you're selling his soul to goop but can we just also say that fasting is not the only way I think we've said this repeatedly to improve your 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 health. Like you don't have to you don't have to go down this pathway if it's not for you. Mm. Also, when it comes to longevity, research also does show that human connection is incredibly important for longevity and spending time with other humans yes. is really important for our overall well-being, but also for for our for our longevity. And fasting is not really going to help with that nor does it make the quality of your day-to-day -day life better. And this is a thing, right? I think we can spend so much time focusing on the quantity of our life that we neglect the fact that the quality of your day-to-day -day life actually needs to be, I mean, ideally, you want that to be reasonably high. So for me, if I had to choose between, one, living longer and being miserable because I hate what I'm eating, or two, <laughs> living not quite so long, but enjoying all of my food, I would pick the second option every single time no hesitation yeah because i would rather take five years off my lifespan and actually enjoy on a day-to-day -day basis the food i'm eating eat some chocolate use food as a wonderful way to spend time with other people 
And besides, Mm -hmm. none of this is any guarantee, by the way, because genetics and luck also play a role. You could be doing all your fasting thing, go outside and get hit by a fucking bus. Like, that's that's still going to happen. While you're hungry. While you're hungry. That's terrible. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So anyway, (gasps) these guys do these various diets and what happens afterwards? What do they find? They decrease a tiny bit, like a teeny, teeny, tiny bit. Their biological age decreases a tiny bit. One of them doesn't at all, by the way. The vegan doesn't. But you know what I was thinking? I I would love to, you know, this is just three women and I would love to know, you know, if if you did it any other time, if there were just normal fluctuations in their quote-unquote biological age. I have to say, full credit to Morgan. Sorry, by the way. You're eating. I'm doing things I enjoy. I'm chatting with my friend and I'm eating chocolate. Um. <laughs> 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 I'm practicing what I preach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Right. Chocolate eaten. Now, Morgan uh, admits at the end that it's not just diet, even though that's literally it's literally what they made Gwyneth, Elise and Wendy do to, to change their biological age. She said it's not just diet. It's everything. It's sleep. It's smoking. It's stress. It's genetics. It's exercise. Which again just comes back to my overall assessment of these two, which is they are legitimate scientists who are selling their soul for goop. Yeah. And in response to that, you know what Gwyneth Paltrow says? Apparently she says the tenets of wellness are typically free. By this, she means things like sleep and exercise and so on. And let me just point out that her privilege Mm. is really showing here because it is not that simple at all. If you have to work two jobs to pay your rent, you are not going to get enough sleep. If you live in a neighborhood with no green spaces or with a high crime rate, for example, it's not going to be easy to exercise by running, which is technically free. And you might not have Mm -hmm. the time or energy to do that. If you are in a privileged position, yeah, you are able to access these things which are free. But just because they are technically free does not mean that we all have equal access to them, equal opportunity to take advantage of that and to make the most of that. That is absolutely not the case. And it takes someone who is in a very privileged position to really say something like that without any of the nuance about access to those apparently free things like sleep Mm -hmm. and exercise. And what about stress? I mean, really, it's just, that really annoyed me because I just thought her privilege was showing so much. And it was just like... Yeah, no, I agree with that. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June too is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The whole, the whole episode is, so of course, I mean, this is where we're really starting to get into privileges because we can't just talk about aging, um, aging from this biological age sense. We always have to talk about it from a point of view of of our aesthetics. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you talk about ageing, I think that it's probably reasonable to assume that people would most likely go to that place to be like ageing as in, you know, what you look like on your face. So, you know, they do talk about this and they talk about this with the Goop team who rightly bring up a lot of things that, again, I think a lot of people can relate to, such as, you know, I don't want to you know, I don't want to be a burden to people. I don't want to be struggling. I, I look at my face and I say I'm aging. Your face is your currency. I mean, I, I'm like, yes, agree with that. Society rewards youthfulness and attractiveness. There's no two ways about it. Yep. That's a, a, a truth, unfortunately. Again, like we've probably said every episode, the hypocrisy is showing here as well because this is a company that – sells uh, and promotes a lot of things that are expensive and play into those those kinds of insecurities we have about the way we look in terms of of aging and anti and anti-aging so at the same time as going on their diets Gwyneth Elise and Wendy are having natural facial treatments obviously because we can't have unnatural facial treatments darling this is goop and they all have something different by unnatural, they mean things like Botox, and which is really hypocritical. Okay. You know why? Do you know why it's really hypocritical? This is like the height of hypocrisy. So Gwyneth Paltrow has previously come out and said, I will not be put anything unnatural in my face. I'll never use Botox again. She has recently signed on to be the ambassador of a brand of Botox called Xeomin, and it is actual Botox. It's just a different brand. But she's like, oh, it's magic. It's much better. It's like natural and more, you know, better for your body. It's absolute nonsense. It's the exact same thing. It is the exact same thing. I just want to put in again, you want Botox? Go for it. No judgment, right? You know, do what you want. I'm, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow nor me should be dictating to you what you do and don't do with your own face and your own money. That being said, you know, that this kind of natural bullshit is is just ridiculous. But anyway, Gwyneth goes and gets a PRP or also known as a, a vampire facial where she gets seen by a naturopathic doctor, Pfft, not a thing. Not a real doctor. <laughs> Who takes blood and gets plasma from her, her own blood, which she puts on her face, which is a really nice thing to have done. You know, some people say that, that they get some, definitely get some benefit from that. Elise has facial acupuncture where she has 100 tiny needles 
put into her face, which increases collagen. Again, it's a really common sort of you know, variation on a theme treatment. Um, I know people really enjoy that, which I, I have to say, one thing that annoyed me about that is the woman was putting needles into her face with no gloves on. I was like, ew, gross. And Wendy, Wendy is the oldest of the three women. She's 59 or 49, sorry. She's about to turn 50, goes and gets threads, facial threads, because they're natural. They're not natural. They're synthetic sutures that the surgeon puts under the skin, which pull up on the skin a little bit. So it's like a like a very, it's a temporary sort of superficial facelift. And she has that done and that just gives her a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a lift. If that's what she wants, that's fine, but it's not natural. And the the, the juxtaposition between the aesthetics of aging versus the the biological age disease versus health kind of quality of life discussion makes no sense to have these two things together because they're completely different and you know how healthy you are isn't necessarily going to be reflected by how youthful you look and I just thought this was just complete and utter bullshit these things are also really expensive they're not available to to all women I, I didn't like this. I did not like this at all. It just felt so superficial. It felt superficial and it felt really full of hypocrisy. It was really hypocritical, I think. Mm-hmm. The whole narrative. I mean, look, if someone wants to do these things, fine. Fuck it. Just go do it. I don't give a shit. But if mm. you're claiming that this is better because it's natural, for example, it's 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 not. Like, stop pretending that this mm. is about health when really it is just about how you look like just own it if you're going to go for something aesthetic then just own it if you're going to say that this is something you want to do don't try make excuses by saying it's natural or whatever just just own it just fucking do it you don't need to justify it or try and make it sound like it makes you morally superior to somebody else just because you are doing something that's oh it's natural it's not botox like give me a break just stop with the hypocrisy and just... And it is Botox, Gwyneth. Yeah, exactly. That's the worst part is that after all that, Gwyneth was like, I'm going to be an ambassador for this shit. Oh, Gwyneth. Yeah. And that's what she wants to do. Go for it. But don't don't bullshit me. Like, just, you know, be real. Facial aging is really interesting as well. I, I know that because we're so concerned about facial aging, we can utilise that and leverage that for to increase our... Uh, ability to engage in health behaviors so for example you know we hear this a lot wear sunscreen because one of the biggest contributors to to facial aging is exposure to the sun so that by telling women particularly to do that they will use sunscreen a lot more now that's great because also using sunscreen will decrease your risk of skin cancer so i think that's good but at the same time the downside of that is that we're leveraging body image concerns to 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 get a health behavior. And I think, you know, you've got to be a bit mindful of that. It's it's quite, it's quite fraught. Also, can I just add, if you're going to have some kind of anti-aging facial treatment or something like that, please don't go to a naturopathic doctor <laughs> who's actually probably, I mean, I have a feeling she might not be qualified to do any of this stuff from like drawing blood, for example. Like, mm, please go to someone who is actually qualified 
for example, a consultant dermatologist who offers these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And again, I come back to my friend, Dr. Anjali Mato, who I've mentioned before. She is amazing. She does some really interesting things like these chemical peels, which can be really, really beneficial um, and can have a slight anti-aging effect, for example. It can be really good for Mm -hmm. like feeling like your skin is rejuvenated in some sense. Uh, There's also various like light treatments that that you can do, Mm -hmm. uh, like laser treatments, which can also have an impact. These things are actually based on science because otherwise someone like Anjali wouldn't do them in the first place if there wasn't actual yep. decent reason to do so. I mean, I'm, I'm wondering why they didn't do any of this because something like a chemical peel sounds like it would make total sense, but I guess it's not sexy enough compared to a vampire facial and things like the yeah. various like uh, laser treatments, for example, I'm assuming again, it's not natural and therefore that's why they're not going for it or it doesn't look as dramatic as um, having like holes in your face so you can have these yeah. these, these things to give you a facelift. That was quite a weird one to watch. Mm. Yeah. There are legitimate medical things that you can do for your skin. And yeah, like you said, the sun has a huge impact. So just wearing sunscreen on a daily basis is just basic common sense, hugely preventative in the first place in your skin aging prematurely. And let's not forget that also genetics plays a role. Yep. Whether you have more oily skin or more dry skin, which is genetically determined, I believe, that's going to have an impact on your aging process. Things like ethnicity also have an impact. I mean, there's all of these things that you can do absolutely nothing about that have an impact on how your skin ages. What you can do though is wear fucking sunscreen on a daily basis to make sure you protect your skin from UV rays. Just do that. And also, you know what protects your skin from being worried about aging? Ignoring goop. (laughs) And the million-dollar company that is preying off your insecurities that tell you you need to be and or look younger because – I, I think if we if we took the pressure off uh, women and how they felt like they should or should not age, I think that would be a big a big win for society. I just, <laughs> but anyway, you do you do what you want to do. You want to look young, go for it. I I feel that. <laughs> yep. What did we What did we think? What did we think? This one was this sucked. I mean, I honestly found this episode pretty dull. Mm -hmm. I think there was nothing really exciting about it. There was nothing groundbreaking in any sense. So the aesthetic focus had me yawning. It just wasn't very interesting to watch. Mm. I don't know why they Mm. include this. I mean, if you're going to include something about aging, surely they could have done something much more exciting than simply getting people to eat vegan or eat some fish or watch Gwyneth Paltrow suffer while she's doing her cleanse although I mean that was the best part of the episode was getting to watch Gwyneth Paltrow suffer (laughs) Mm, agreed I I think I mean my my verdict on this really relates to the fact that I feel like we had two legitimate scientists who kind of you know just felt like they were selling out it felt like they were dumbing down what is really important work that they do in order to align themselves with goop and to sell products and I was like I don't yeah I I really didn't like that and more so than any other episode this one to me felt like an infomercial for shit you can buy on Goop Mm. or you know things that Goop promotes such as all these these facial treatments and this because I had heard people say that about this series that it felt like an infomercial and this was the first episode that I saw where I was like, yes, I feel like 
they want me to go and buy something. <laughs> they want me to buy the fast. They want me to buy some sort of facial thing that they have for sale, which is ridiculously priced on their website. But again, yeah, I agree. I don't think it was anything at all groundbreaking. It just, it, it again cemented the hypocrisy of this company and how kind of ridiculous this this episode and this series is. And it made me sad that we watched it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you're so right about the infomercial thing. That is such a good point because, yeah, I mean, I reckon that's probably why they included it, right? Is so that mm. we could talk about all sorts of anti-aging things, but these are the things we sell and this is a good opportunity to include this. That was, yeah. And as a result, it made it a really dull episode when it could have been much more interesting to watch if they'd just chosen some stuff that they maybe don't sell, but is still out there enough that they feel it's worth including. So damn goop you could have at least made this more interesting for us to watch yawn um <laughs> that was a beautiful sound thank you thank you um well we've got one more of these torturous episodes to watch and discuss and it's the worst one out of all of them it's the worst one yes it is the worst one <laughs> we save the worst till last oh god yeah, I had to brush up on physics for this episode, for this next episode. So, you know, I hope people are appreciative of, of, of the suffering. But we're going to be talking about energy healing, also known as complete and utter nonsense. Also known as waving your hands over someone and doing fuck all. <laughs> In the meantime, hit subscribe, please, please subscribe. Show us some love. Leave us a five-star rating because that's how people will find us. And, of course, tell your friends. Now, if you have questions or comments, you can get in contact with us on email in badtastepodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you, so please be sure to drop us a line. Tell us what you thought. Did you buy something? Did you buy something from Goop after watching the Goop Lab? I'd like to know that. As always, though, you can come and see us on our socials. Pixie is at Pixie Nutrition and I am at Dr. Nikki Stamp. And we will leave you references and links in the show notes below. Oof. Join us next week to find out how we get from quantum physics to awkwardly waving your hands over someone's ass. See you then. Bye. <laughs>
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.